too close to the ledge We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead It's that edge life, oh, oh Gotta get it in your head, baby, welcome to the edge life You're too close to the ledge We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead It's that edge life, oh, oh Gotta get it in your head, welcome to the edge life That edge life, we gon' help you get your head right Prepare to fight, pay attention It ain't easy to comprehend what we speaking at first If you ain't never had nobody come and speak to your worth You ain't worthless, just your purpose is laying dormant And what we have to offer you may seem a bit foreign It's important that you get it, imperative you feel it Time focus on the bigger goals, mind, body, and spirit So let's break it down, my people come gather around It's time to break free, no longer will we be bound by these Generational curses and circumstances We only moving forward, progressing major advancements See nothing that we speak in is facetious You gotta see yourself the same way to see the seasons What is going on good people? It is another day, another Sunday, Sunday. another fun day Another day for Edge Life Yes We in the house today y'all, we in the house today I hope everybody's doing well man Man, yeah Memorial Day weekend Yes This is a big weekend We enjoying it yeah, it's it's um it's a weekend where it's supposed to be really reflective of those Absolutely. who have, you know, paid the ultimate cost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So we're th- so thankful for that. We're thankful for um all of our military and military families, um those who have paid the ultimate price. I thank my father-in-law for his service. Amen. Amen. to our country. I know Amen. you grew up um as an army brat. I did. I yeah, did. and I, I, did. I, you know, working in law enforcement, that really uh, translates for a lot of people um, who um, retired from the military, mm-hmm. or had military experience, um, also went into law enforcement. And so shout out to everybody who has served our country. We um, were very appreciative. You know, we had an opportunity. We went to Hawaii. Yeah, man. Went to, to Pearl to go, Harbor. Go to Pearl Harbor. And that, that was the most surreal experience i mean mm-hmm. literally when when you're going through pearl harbor and you're you're listening to them tell the story and it was the most crazy because literally you can see everything happening like like where your position you can see the planes coming down you oh my gosh it, it was it was amazing it was amazing yeah we you you um kind of have like a guided tour and we did the guided tour um and that was that was really very powerful powerful and you know my grandfather was actually stationed there for a little while he was in the navy and um so it just really struck a chord it really just um touched me Mm -hmm. um in a very deep level to realize you know and and i get that that there are people that we don't see we don't know we don't realize the impact but every day they are literally you know fighting for us to have the freedoms that we have yes and um so again just just thank you. Thank you for that. And there are young people each and every day, um, especially around this time of year mm-hmm. when um, people graduate, young young people graduate from yep. high school that choose to serve as their career. And mm-hmm. so thank you for, for choosing, choosing to serve. So I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, I, I know we have a um, explosive topic that we have been um, talking about. This is week number three uh, of a topic that we've been calling the elephant in the room. And um, we have uh, minced no words. We have definitely went there and had some good conversations. If you have not um, seen the past two weeks, please go back and check out uh, the Edge Life episodes of, of the past two weeks because they're they're pretty 
pretty uh, impactful and yeah, powerful. Yeah, I mean, we just, you know, like always, we're very real and transparent. Mm-hmm. Um, just sharing from our perspective. Again, this is our perspective. And we're just, you know, putting it out there. You know, we um, it's okay if we don't all agree as long as we all treat each other respectfully. So, um, you know, that's that's the big thing. And things are never going to get better yeah. Yeah. if we don't communicate. Because sometimes uh, a lack of communication can put things out of proper perspective. Agreed, agreed. Um, if you if you don't ever talk about anything, then you just have this perceived notion of what it is. You know, it, it's kind of like playing a, a game of, like, telephone. Right, right. And then it gets all jumbled up. It gets up. all jumbled up, yep. you know, and you don't really know what's the real. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we're sharing the real as we have lived it. Right. So when your experience may be different, we certainly encourage that. That's, um, put that definitely, you know, in the comment section, we always encourage that. We, we love to have a, a good dialogue, a good hearty dialogue about things. So, so listen, um, I want to go ahead and, and, and make the transition and shift as we begin talking about the elephant in the room, part three. Um, this week we want to kind of shift things just a little bit and, and talk about a, a different perspective. Um, for those of you who do know, or for those of you who don't know, we've been really a- addressing the topic of race as race has been um, a topic that has been front and center of in, in the media as of late. Um, it, it never really went anywhere, but um, it's, it's definitely been front and center and something that people have been talking about over the past couple of weeks. And today we want to really look at it from a different perspective. Um, I'll just give you the backstory real quick. Um, you know, Carrie and I, uh, as today we're at, literally out walking and we're having a conversation. And we couldn't ride. And yeah, we couldn't ride today. I had a flat tire. So anyways, <laughs> um, this is what came up in, in, in our, our walk today. Um, we're just talking about um, Carrie's perspective and, and how she sees things. Um, and, and as we started the conversation, we, we, we started talking about her upbringing and bringing, um, being in a part of majority culture and, and how being a part of majority culture, you, you don't really think about being a part of the, the majority. Like you, you, you don't think about it. You just, you just are, right? So we're talking about being a part of the majority culture versus um, having your eyes opened um, as you know, as the two of us, you know, obviously, you know, got together and, and ultimately, you know, we're married and have children. So, so, so your perspective is, is, is different, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's one that, that I think it, it's, it's something that, that we obviously want to talk about today. Cause we never even really thought about it until we were having this conversation today. So, mm-hmm. so we, we want to, we want to go there. If you all have questions, please feel free, throw them in the chat feature. Again, we, we are sharing from our perspective. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll respond from, from our perspective. We don't know everything, but this is the whole reason that we're doing this is so that we can, again, address it head on, have some healthy conversation about this and help all of us move together. The thing that Carrie and I, we say, we don't have to see eye to eye to walk hand in hand. And that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, we're really just talking through this. Right. I mean, right. this is just, we honestly just in, in our walk today, just having, you know, an out loud conversation, you know, and, and hearing yourself and trying to search your inner feelings about things. And so um, I wanted to just kind of set the framework a little bit with some research because I'm that kind of person. Yeah, she I is. like data, data, however you choose to say it is okay. I don't know exactly which one's the right one. We had this debate the other night. We were in bed and we're like, you say data or data? Um, but anyways, D-A-T-A um, from Pew Research. So this is um, from, you know, a reliable source. 
but it says that uh, about six in 10 Americans or 58% say that race relations in the U.S. are generally bad and view that a view that is held by majorities across racial and ethnic groups. Um, blacks at 71% are considerably more likely than whites, 56%, and Hispanics, 60%, to express their negative views about the state of race relations in the United States. And one of the interesting things that um, it said on there, when you look at um, all adults, all adults, and this was um, in 2019, April 9th, actually my birthday last year. <laughs> wow, the Titanic sunk on my birthday and now this. But um, anyway, so <laughs> um, it says that 53% of all adults in the United States feel like wa race relations, waste, not waste relations, race relations are getting worse. Wow. 17% um, felt like they were getting better and 30% 30, 30 said that they were staying the same. So if you look at stagnation or decline, they're both negative to me. That's mm -hmm. that's 83% of Americans. Wow. So wow. only a very small 17% feel like race relations are getting any better. Mm. And in fact, um, over the last several years, there has been this uh, decline as far as the thoughts of improvement in race relations. So mm -hmm. that's very interesting to me. My, you know, my degrees are in sociology and psychology. So it makes me go, hmm, and right. scratch my head and, you know, and really wonder what that's all about. Um, another thing that I read, um, where is that? It was just talking the different views that basically, um, Fewer Caucasians or fewer whites um, see things worsening, you know, mm. um, or not just remaining the same. And so as compared to Hispanics and blacks and obviously black Americans um, more towards 70 percent right. um, feel like race relations are declining. Right. And, you know, that's that's staggering. Yeah, that's um you know, very scary. And so whether it's real, real, mm -hmm. um, or it's, um, been elevated because of our access to media, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not sure that things have changed, right? but I think we also have more access to, to things. Um, and that, that in a way is, is good because it can, um, put the light on things that need to be fixing or mm -hmm. fixed. Um, so, yeah, it's just, you know, again, we talked a little bit about media um, in our first episode, I believe. And right. I have lots of media friends because, again, I was the public information officer at the sheriff's office. So they're just trying to tell the story as, you know, as they can. can. Um, so so let me ask you this. Let, let's let's talk about your story. Right. Um, the one thing that that obviously the numbers show us are, you know, people of color um, just based upon the numbers don't see things getting any better. No. Right. I mean, so, so I, I just, again, let's, 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 let's shift it a little bit today. And I, I really want to hear from your perspective, right. Growing up, you know, what, what was that like? Like, did you think about race when you were, when you were growing up? Was that, was that like a, something that you even thought about? Cause again, last week and the week before, you know, we, we really looked through, you know, my lens specifically, and, and I shared with you, you know, there were, I, I, I was introduced to that very early. 
um, as a protection mechanism for for me as a man of color. What what to do, what not to do, what to say, what not to places to go, places not to go. That was very very real, right? Um, and still is to this day. There are places that I will not go, right? Be, because of, of that, right? So for you, what what was that like? Um, you know, from your perspective. So, um, I had a great, I had a wonderful upbringing. I have very loving parents mm-hmm. who, um, everybody loved my parents. You we, know, we, we my lo- dad was, your parents. yeah, I love them now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, my dad was a football coach and so, um, you know, he was always pouring into young men. Right. Um, I went to a parochial school cause I'm from Louisville, Kentucky and mm-hmm. that is you know, that's what it, we do. That's what you did in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best schools were the parochial schools. I know there's there's been a lot of decline um, in you know parochial school enrollment mm-hmm. in Louisville, and even some closures of schools and some consolidations. Right. But anyways, that's a different topic and a different story. Um, and I I would say we had like a tight knit community. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I have a shirt that has all the little communities right. in Louisville on it. And it was very much like that, you know, the Bardstown Road crew, the Hikes Point crew, Burn Creek, you mm-hmm. know, Blase Blase, J-Town, some of you all from Louisville, you know, shout out my my aunt's on here, Aunt Sharon, mm-hmm. um, or Aunt Ninny as I call her, um, hmm. Oklahoma crew out, out there in the St. Rita area. Um, and so I, I think because I was in a smaller community... Um, I wasn't really exposed to many things outside of that. Right. And I've been trying to comb my mind through my mind since um, we we talked this morning. Mm -hmm. And I cannot recall. I did go to a public school my kindergarten year, Mm -hmm. um, Blake Elementary. And I walked across the creek to go there. (laughs) And sometimes I would not go there. I was supposed to walk and I'd wait till my mom went inside I'd walk back. <laughs> but anyways, that's a different story. Um, and, you know, I I don't remember the first time I saw a person of color, specifically wow. a black person. Right, right. Um, there was a young man who attended my, we called it grade school. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just basically like elementary through middle. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody in one. And um, I'm not sure of his race or ethnicity, he was brown skin. Uh, I would say maybe like of Palestinian descent or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I I don't recall. Um, I do recall that I played I played basketball, and when I went to uh, Mercy Academy, um, there was a young lady on the basketball team that was um, black, and there were black mm-hmm. um, black girls at um, school. But my parents, like, I never really looked at that differently. I never really thought about race. You know, frankly, I never had to think about race um, until I began to meet people outside of my race right. and I became the minority. And so I think, you know, honestly, unfortunately, you you never really have to think about race when you're the majority. Right. Right. Or you're in a majority setting. Yeah. You know, but I can only relate in the sense of gender. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes being the only 
female mm-hmm. and what that was. I, I, I experienced that probably earlier right. than the other, even though I went to an all girls Catholic high school. And so I didn't even have to deal with the gender thing. Right. Um, Cause we were the majority. So yeah. I lived a very majority life. Right. Right. Very, you know, I wouldn't say that it was sheltered, but I would have called myself colorblind. Right. And, and we used that word. Yeah. Yeah. And we started like picking that apart and I was colorblind because I, I said it in a way like meaning, you know, oh, I don't think of anything about anybody's color. Right. But when, you know, Philip put it to me a different way, like someone could be offended by that. Absolutely. But that was my majority perspective. I never had to think about race or um, repercussions of any kind of interactions or anything. Um because of my race, unlike the discussion we had last time right. when we shared a post from Artegas, right. um, a friend of ours here, um, who was saying that basically at, you know, age nine through 11, mm-hmm. black children have to have the conversation about how to act right. in certain situations because just because of the color of their skin. So, And, and it's very interesting, even as we were, um, you know, walking and talking, um, to watch the light bulb go off to for you to be even be able to say, you know what, I, I never really thought about it or I never had to think about it. And, and being in the majority, again, it, it's it's no knock. It, it is what it is. We're, we're trying to really just have the conversation. You, you didn't have to think about things that, you know, we talked about last week about, you know, where to go, what to do, what to say, those kinds of things. Right. Um, and, and the one thing that, that you said though, that was, that was very interesting to me today though, you said, you know, after, you know, we obviously started, you know, dating and, and ultimately got married, you said your eyes were kind of open. Yeah. I think I was no longer blind to color. Um, and it, I started having, you know, different thoughts about color Mm as it relates to, you know, just different situations. So, you know, the, the tables were kind of turned because many times I was the minority. Right. And so there was a conscientiousness of my color for the first time in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, being around your family and just, you know, there were some cultural differences. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's, that's anytime you're, um, interacting with other families. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, everybody's family is a little bit different. But, you know, I began to um, go to church with you and your family. Right. And, you know, so I would, you know, I'd be around your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, or I had friends who, many of their friends, even though they were the majority, right. um, they had many black friends. And right. so I found myself where I was more of the minority than the right. majority. Right, right. And, um, so I started seeing it different, you know, Mm -hmm. for the first time, you know, I saw color. Right. And then as our relationship went, went on and we became married Mm -hmm. and then had children, um, or it didn't really happen in that order. We had a child, (laughs) we got married and then we had children Right. Right. (laughs) and we're okay about telling that too. That's another topic within itself. Um, you know, like I shared with you. I just began to look at things from, I think, your perspective. And I had to yeah. um, to protect my family and, and my friends. And that sounds really weird, but, 
you know, there's no sense in putting yourself in a situation if you don't have to. Right. And that's the reality. And I, I'm just telling you from a white person's perspective who's living in a minority life, I went from living in the majority life to living in a minority life. Right. And it totally changed my perspective. There's just certain places or certain things that I would feel uncomfortable about. You know, right. we even had the conversation about, you know, in certain in certain circles. I mean, we have moved. We've lived in different parts of the South. Yep. And our experience was very different, at least in one particular place. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, feeling whether or not, you know, do I invite my my husband to these work oriented outings. Yeah, this is real. Dinner parties or things like that. Is he going to feel uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. Are people going to mistreat him? Mm -hmm. And even furthermore, having guilty feelings of how might, (laughs) this is terrible, but how might this impact me professionally? Right. And I'm like, why am I even having to think that why is the world even putting me in a place where i would have to like compromise or choose between having my husband at a dinner party because of the color of his skin versus Mm -hmm. me being promotable going forward like what is that right and that's such an ugly thing like that would that's even hard for me to say here Mm -hmm. you know or to hear myself say out loud but Mm -hmm. i want want you to know like it's the truth as i have experienced it yeah yeah and i mean that's the real like what are people what will people think and say is he gonna be safe is somebody gonna be rude right um you know because that just i i would be sick um and then it was further exacerbated those thoughts were further exacerbated by like real life things that were said like we never would have hired you if we knew Mm. And it was more because I, that that person was actually trying to protect me, right, and my family. Like, we, you know, we wouldn't have exposed you to this type of racism because it's here. Yeah, that's the real. And this came from someone with a majority perspective, yep. looking in on what I was experiencing. You know, like real life racism. You know, and, and, and it's it's interesting because. You know, for for us, even thinking back on that particular situation, we never thought about it. Like 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 it wasn't something that we were like, "Hey, Carrie, you might want to tell you know your your future boss that, yeah. that I'm black." You know what I'm saying? Like you might want to tell like like we never thought about that. Who does? Like that? we live in this. Like we don't. You know, we don't know. You know, we were asking ourselves as we were walking. You know, what do couples that look like us? Right. What do we do different than other couples? Yeah, that was a deep question. You know, like other minority couples, we do we do something different than a minority couple? Do we do something different than a majority couple? Which we know we do. Right. I've just sat here and said, you know, I've had to have conversations with my brown children about how they need to deal with things in life. You know, which it's it's tough. It's sad. You know, and um, to to know to know that America thinks we're getting worse and not better, yeah, or yeah. we're just staying stagnant and the same. Which when things stagnate, they just stink. Yep. So either way, to me, like I said, it's just bad. It's it's not good, you know. And and you know, you heard this.
during the o- Obama administration. Mm-hmm. And then you heard this at the beginning of the Trump administration. So it, it's not one or the other. Right. It's just the state of America. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it's when we see things happening in this culture, um, it's always a, um, a a picture of things that were already happening. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like when we see things in the media, it it's a picture, and it may be an, an exaggerated picture, but it's 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 a picture yeah. of what was already it's telling happening, the story. Right? It's it's That's it's, their it's job. already out there. Mm-hmm. You know. So when when I, when we think about you know th- this country specifically as as it you know surrounds race. You know, it's it's very interesting from from my perspective to see how people can perceive it as as getting getting worse, even mm-hmm. though it should be getting better. You know, right? Yeah, you 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 would feel like as time goes on that you make progress, right? Not regress. And so again, like I said, it makes me wonder. Like I, it makes me scratch my head and say, why are we regressing? Yeah. You know, what is that a result of? Right. Um, is it as a result of skewed perception mm-hmm. because we're not properly communicating and having healthy dialogue about things? Mm-hmm. I mean, it can't be because one man, one woman is in a certain leadership role. Right, right. It can't right. be because of one person. It has to be a, a cumulative well, and, and, of and, people and, and that's who I'm are saying. influential, making decisions at some level or painting a picture at some level. Well, it, it, it's something... It's deeper, right? right. It, it, it has it, to it, be. It's things that are, that are that are already in there, you know. And mm-hmm. people are already feeling some of these ways, you know. Um, we were having a conversation the other other day, and you know, I was sharing with you that they, you know, I have people that that I I have called friends, and you know, because of our current heightened hypersensitive world that we live in, um, because of you know, our political construct and, and whatever else, you know, there are some people that I'm like, you know what, I, I can't deal with that because we are so diametrically opposed from the standpoint of how we see things. And I, 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 I've tried very, very hard to see it from their perspective, but I sometimes I don't feel like I, I'm given the same, the, the, the same, I, I guess, uh, a, a opportunity to allow things to be heard from my perspective and so because of that you know there are some you know there are some friends that I've just said you know what I, I can't I can't deal with this you know there's certain things that I'm like I'm, I'm I'm not going to talk about because every time we talk about this it takes us to a certain place and that's not that's not it's not healthy for us you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying mm-hmm. so so I, I'm really trying to to figure out you know how to how do we continue to to make positive steps? How do we continue to have, you know, um, healthy dialogue and conversation um, that's going to progress us as opposed to continuing to add to, you know, the, the numbers uh, like the statistics that, that you that you mentioned earlier, you know, um, and, and, and again, I don't know the answer to that. What I, what I do know is that it's real. Like, yeah. like it's, this is not like a made up thing. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's really real and mm-hmm. people live this every, we all live this every single day. And the more that we just sweep it under the rug and pretend like it's not there in, instead of cleaning up, which we think that we're doing, all we're doing is building a mountain underneath the rug because mm-hmm. the, the rug tries to hide it. Yeah. And eventually what's happening now, right. Is we're, we're tripping over 
the mess that we've tried to hide as opposed to exposing the, the reality of, of what it is mm-hmm. and just talking through it. Yeah, we were talking a lot about, you know, um, how I, I, I think because of my life experience, um, I love diversity. Yeah. I like to have different people around me because I think it makes my life fuller. Um, but I'm, I'm always looking for the common ground, right. you know, the, the commonality. Um, you know, at one point I had a young lady that worked for me who we did not, we didn't share the same religious beliefs. Right. Um, but we were tight friends, you know, and I I could talk about my religious beliefs and she with her. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, we never had conflict or any kind of confrontation. You know, we cared about each other on on a on a deep level. But mm-hmm. there were other people who it just blew my mind, like who had issue. You know, who took issue um, because she was Muslim, and this was you know post nine eleven, right? Um, fairly close to it, in fact. Mm-hmm. And people were really uneasy, and I I just couldn't could never see that i i saw the person right and so you know even in this research that i was reading you know there was some there was conversation about well how do we improve race relations and you know kind of the bottom line is you know there was two 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 pieces of thought Mm -hmm. um or two areas or avenues of thought one was that we look for um the common ground right and then the other was um, that we celebrate the, the areas where we're different. Right, right, right. And, you know, I, I really, I am employ bo- implore both yeah. and try to put both of them in into the way that I um, interact and, uh, with I, people. Can, can, you, can you talk about that a little more? Because, again, um, I, I really think that that is a, a nugget that all of us can really um, embark on and, and take in. Yeah, so I think, you know, and, and this is my view and my opinion, we have so much more in common than we have not in common. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so when you first start and, you know, embark on a relationship with someone, I think the thing that's most important is to focus on the places where you have commonality. Right. Um, it makes it easy for you to begin to explore that person. Um and to share with each other when you can relate. Right, right. And then, you know, I, I think the the second part of it is after you've gotten to know somebody a little bit, now you can see where they're different. Right. You can't just go off your first impression of people. Right. That they're different from you. Right. Honestly, I feel like you have to dig. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's obviously some things when you look at people and you recognize, oh, they have different hair color, they have this, they have that. But those right. are all external things. I'm more of a person. I need to connect with the inten- the internal, the the who that that mm-hmm. person is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next part of that is just really digging and celebrating the diversity of that other person and asking questions That's because good. I, I really believe that race relations or you know, relations between different ethnicities, even religion, mm-hmm. they worsen when we don't ask questions. Right. right. When we don't try to explore um, that diversity and appreciate it. Yeah. 
um, yeah. and have a level of respect. You know, again, this was a, a Muslim friend. Mm-hmm. I'm a, you know, I'm an ordained pastor. Right. My husband is a pastor, but we never had any problem. Right. In fact, I pray with her. Yeah. She even you know? came to help us do outreaches and all kind of things. It so, was awesome. You know, I, I just, again, I mean, you have to just love people. Yeah. First, finding your common ground. And then second, just digging into the who that that person is and celebrating the diversity because it all, it just adds to a fullness of life. Yeah. I, I love what you're saying because we have to get to the place where we can celebrate the individual, right? Right. And we, respect how and, and their res- different yeah, beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the beautiful thing, you know, when we can get to a place where we can celebrate people, their individuality, their, their, their beliefs, when we can celebrate them and they can celebrate us, we can, we can finally come to that common ground, you know, but th- the problem is when we don't do that. The problem is when, when I give of myself and, and it's shut down or mm-hmm. you give of yourself and it's shut down. See that that's where a wall is built up. And, and what we have to do in order for us to tear the wall down, we literally have to be able to reach out. Right. And mm-hmm. if I reach out and you reach out and we, we, we grab hands in the middle, then we can walk together, as we said earlier, hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But the problem many times is that's not happening or we don't allow that to happen. We we don't get to the place where we can have the conversation and you can say, you know what, this has been my experience. Again, right, wrong, good, bad. This is my experience. Right. I don't I don't think that I was wrong as no. a Caucasian child growing up, never had to think about race. That wasn't wrong. That was your reality. It it was real. Right. Um, you know, and you can't be upset about that. I didn't, right. I, I didn't choose, um, you know, I, I didn't see it as privilege. Well, and, and this is funny because today when we were talking, like you didn't know that it was privilege un- until you. Until I experienced, experienced the minority. But the only way to experience that is to put yourself in it. Right. You know, and. And to check yourself, you know, check your feelings. Yeah. Like, you know, why am I feeling this way? You know, and again, those things go back to fear because we don't know. You will always fear the things that you, that don't, you don't know. know. Yeah. Um, and the only way to know is to experience it, Absolutely. you know, and I'll, I'll be honest. Yep. It's yep. not for everybody. Yep. I'm going to say it right here. Yep. You're right. Everybody can't live that experience. And I have to be okay with that too. I have to be okay with the fact that somebody will never see eye to eye with me. Right. Will never, um, feel like my marriage is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as they don't disrespect me or my children, they're, in, they're entitled to their opinion, right, wrong, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my opinion of their opinion, mm-hmm. but you know, we will never be able to move beyond here. Um, in this place until we're all willing to explode, expose some parts of us that aren't so pretty. Yeah. So, so there's, there's something to that vulnerability that, yeah. that you, that you're speaking about, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to be vulnerable and say, look, this, this is, this is what it is, but let, let me share with you what my truth is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and allowing an, another individual to say, you know what, this is what my, my, my truth is. And then have, have honest conversation and dialogue, you know, mm-hmm. because of the, at the end of the day, when we, I just believe, man, when we can actually conversate and dialogue, 
catalog, as you said earlier, you know, we're we're not as different as we think. No. But we we but the differences that we do have, we don't want to dismiss those. No, and we, we want to value and appreciate those. Yes, and we don't want to make them smaller or right. really even make them go away. Yeah. Because yeah. if we make them go away, you guys like it takes away the uniqueness. What 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 will be the beauty in the world? Right. You know, um we were talking about even you know, Christ, mm-hmm. he didn't, he came to, to even the playing field as far as us all being able to receive him, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he didn't tell us all. He, in fact, he told us not to conform to the world because yeah. the world wants everything to be the same. Right. But I promise you, God doesn't, you know why I know? Cause he didn't create it all the same in the first place. Yeah, He, he could have done, he that. didn't mess up. Yeah. He could have done that. Come on somebody. Right. He didn't say, he said to be transformed in our mind, yep. but he didn't say everybody be the same. Yep. So yep. I just have to think like God created all of this and God doesn't make mistakes and he doesn't make junk and he didn't mess up. And so there's a reason why all of us are different and mm-hmm. it adds a fullness to our life. Mm-hmm. It makes life more beautiful. It makes life more pleasurable. It makes life more full. He said that he came that we might have life and abundance to the full till it overflows. And so you can't stop me from wanting the overflow in life. And people, man, and maybe it's because I'm an extrovert, but I just, you know, there's such beauty in people and in humanity and in differences. So, yeah. It's heavy. It's, it it, it's it's a heavy topic, you know, it, but but it, it's a real topic and one that that I, I definitely believe that we need to to have and, and have more um, on, on, on every side of the spectrum. You know, the more we can have open dialogue and conversations like this and, you know, like like, again, you were sharing things with me this morning on, on a walk. I mean, we've been married for 20 years and I was looking at you like, wow, you know, I never. I never thought about that or I never really saw it from that perspective mm-hmm. because I mean, we talk, we talk about this kind of stuff a lot, but I, we had never had that kind of conversation, you know? Yeah. And I, I really, the, the piece about being colorblind really, um, you know, it's still in my mind and I'm still trying to extract and extrapolate some wisdom from that. Um, and I, you know, at this point, I honestly don't think, you know, I used to use that where that I'm colorblind thing as a badge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my parents raised me to be colorblind. Yeah. I was raised <laughs> where I didn't have to think about color, right. but no, my parents didn't raise me to be colorblind. They raised me to love other people. Right. And that's, they're not the same thing. That's, that's different. Right. It's totally different. Um, and I'm no longer blind, mm. but now I see. That's good. That's good. I, I, I I can truly see all the colors in this world and it's beautiful. Yeah. And so we have to stop being, stop being colorblind. Mm. And, and and that, that seems like it goes. That's just, so countercultural. Yeah, exactly. Cause stop everybody got colorblind. one black friend, right? <laughs> I'm on, colorblind. Somebody. I got one black friend. I mean, That's no. the, we hear that in the, in the media. We hear that in the news, everything. I have a black friend and that that's, that's like a, an excuse. Right. Well, like I said, I that colorblind thing, Mm-mm-mm. you know, I remember even <laughs> when we had the conversation with my parents mm-hmm. that we were going to pursue a relationship. Right. And, you know, it, it, it did and it didn't go the way that I thought it would. Right. Um, the biggest fear for them was how would people treat us? Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. 
my parents had to worry about race for the first time in their life, and they were grown. Yeah. They were my age. Yeah. Come on, somebody. 40-year-olds, the first time they really ever had to worry about race or think about it because mm-hmm. it came to their house. Mm-hmm. It, don't, it don't affect you until it comes until home. Until it comes to your house. Right? Until yep. it comes to your home and it's personal. Yep. Um, but that I used that whole, you, but you raised me to be colorblind. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Like, that is not what the expectation should be. That's good. Why are we trying to excuse the expression, but I don't know another, whitewash the whole world? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. Why We are all created different. We are all created unique. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that Edge and Associates, like, we love to bring about is to just help you be genuinely who God created you to be, yep. to live a life of purpose, your specific purpose yep. on purpose, purpose yep. on purpose. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of us living a life is not for us to just whitewash everything. Now, commonality is a place that we can all come together and meet. Mm-hmm. But then from there, now we need to find and embrace and celebrate the differences. And so that whole conversation of being colorblind, really, if you can't tell, you know, just us talking out loud, it's yeah. really sat on my heart. Um, I didn't raise my children to be colorblind. Mm-hmm. I raised them to see the full spectrum of colors and to appreciate every single one, whether it looks like the one that God clothed them in or not. That's good. And listen, mm. we, we can go on, but I think that that is a, a good place to put a period. Mm. And 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 literally, you, you know what we do. Um, we don't just want to end right here. What we do want to do, though, we 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 want to pray. And, um, you know, I, I really want to pray for 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 those of you watching, for those of you yes. who are um, along in this journey, for those of you who, who We're are, all are in fighting. This. Right. Right. You know, who, who are fighting um, in this journey right now because it, the world is crazy. And if we allow it to to take us into the craziness, it will take us into the craziness. But, you know, I'm believing that there there are a whole bunch of people who are, are willing to link up arm in arm and walk this thing together and, and, and really just value, you know, who we are who we've been created to be so that we can all live in fullness. So yeah, um, go ahead. I, I just, I'm just so thankful for my parents just teaching me how to love guys. If we, I mean, it's just really so heavy on my heart. Just let's teach our children how to love, yep. love, just, just love. Yep. You know? Well, well, let's do this. Let, let's go ahead and pray. Um, I want to both pray okay. and uh, I'll let, I'll let you, you start and then, then I'll, I'll, I'll end. Okay. Yes, Father, teach us how to love. Teach us, Lord, how to love just as Jesus came and loved. For he so, you so loved the world that you gave him to us. And we just, um, we thank you for that, Lord. We ask that you help us to see Christ's image and his story that he told why he walked this planet and that we can live that out too, Lord. That we can love everybody and meet everybody right where they are, God. That we can find the things in common, God, and then celebrate those things that are different and love them, God, 
Love them into their purpose, Lord God. And when all of that happens, God, this world can come together and operate, God, in peace and harmony, Lord. God, I I thank you, Lord God, um, for allowing us the opportunity, God, to talk about this, Lord, because I know that you're not happy that your children are at odds with each other. God, as a mother, Lord, when my children are at odds with each other, it breaks my heart. And so, God, you have broken my heart for what breaks yours, Lord. God, I pray, Lord God, that we would all, Lord, come together, walk together to open our eyes, God, and see the beauty that you have laid before us, Lord, that we would have difficult conversations, Lord God, that might break the chains of silence of race and religion and gender in our our country, Lord, and that even if we don't agree, Lord, we still respect and we still love. And so, God, I, I just thank you, Lord God. You are the answer, Lord. You can provide the peace that surpasses all understanding to the problems with race in our country, Lord. So we just thank you, God, that you are healing it and you are making us whole, making our land whole in Jesus' name. God, we just um, we honor you today, Father. We thank you for um, just speaking through us today, God. Lord, and I thank you, Father, for um, the individual that's listening to this podcast today, God, whose heart is being um, um, churned and rocked right now, God, by, by you and your word. Father, I pray right now, Father, that you would create um, even a righteous anger, God, that they would no longer stay silent, God, yes. but would um, stand up, God, and speak, Father, the way that you w- would speak, Father. Stand up for for injustice, God. Stand up for um, differences, God. Stand up, God, for diversity, God. God, speak yes, up and, and speak out. Father, I pray today, God, that um, you would even open up an, an, an avenue and a doorway, God, so that conversations like this can spawn all across the country, God. God, I even thank you that our eyes would be, even be open even the more, God, to to know that, God, we're, 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 we're not as different as we think, God. God, but that as we walk under your banner, God, we are the same, God. God, and that we we bleed the same, God. God, and that's a beautiful thing. God, but I thank you, Father, that every exterior function that we have is valuable, God. Every exterior thing that you created is precious. Every exterior thing, God, every color, God, every race, every ethnicity, God, everything that you created is good, God. God, so I thank you that that we have the, the same inners, God. God, but I thank you, Father, that you created beautiful outers and exteriors, God, so that we can walk and be a true reflection of who you are, God. God, and I thank you today, God, that um, we're able to figure it out here, God, so that when we get to you in heaven, God, we can continue, Father, to live a life, God, that you created all of us to be, red, yellow, brown, purple, white, all colors, God, under your banner, and your banner is called love. God, so we lift you up, Father, and we thank you, God. We thank you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. And I just have to say that I married me a good old country boy from Conway who said <laughs> inners and outers. Hey. Hey. We're, 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 just, <laughs> we're making it make sense for everybody. You know, you, you got to make it sense for everybody, right? <laughs> I love it. I love this guy. 
Hey, uh, and we, we love you all. We love y'all, man. Hey, share this out. And if you haven't liked our podcast, we are on every podcast platform known to mankind. Amen. Amen. Man, make sure y'all follow us, man. Follow us. We'll holla at y'all. See y'all next Sunday, 8 o'clock. Edge Life. Life. We'll holla y'all. Peace. Peace. Edge Life, you're too close to the ledge. We gon' push you forward a few steps ahead. It's that Edge Life. Oh, oh. Gotta get it in your head. Baby, welcome to the Edge Life. You're too close to the ledge.